0: ABCRFM, Loudonville, Albany. Proudly owned and operated by Siena College, a Franciscan institution. 88, 88, 88.3, 88.3, The
1: Saints. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the Saints Alumni Show here on 88.3 The Saint. I'm your host this week, Joe Formosa from the class of 2012. This week, we're talking with Matt Phelps from the class of 2002. He started a company here in the local capital region called Metabolic, and he has a pretty cool Santa story to tell as well on his journey to starting that business. All that and more coming up right here on 88.3 The Saint. It's The Saints and Alumni Show. Stick with us.
0: Hey, you found us. 88.3 The Saint.
1: Welcome back to the Saints and Alumni Show here on 88.3 The Saint FM and as always on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you get your podcasts, we are there. Uh, Today we're talking with Matt Phelps from the class of 2002. Matt, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, We got a lot to dive into and you have a great story to tell. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm honored. Something that that I always preface with... um, and something that I, I pretty much say the same thing to every person we have on. We always love to hear Sienna stories or the reason why they came to this campus uh, as the basis of you know the interview, and we love to hear similarities uh, amongst alumni. So our first question today is pretty simple, but also pretty deep. Uh, what originally
0: drew you to Sienna College? Yeah, no, I have I have a unique story with what drew me to Sienna College, so. I'm a local high school graduate. I went to Albany Academy for high school and I attended a school, a much larger school in the Northeast. Um, I don't want to disparage it. It's a good school. It shall remain nameless, but I, I didn't want to enter the Greek life. Um, I had, I had that was my first exposure to college. I wasn't really feeling the fraternity thing and you know, got a little homesick first time away from home. So I came back thinking that I would go to Siena for a semester while I kind of figured things out and, and, I would go from there and um what really just drew Siena to me and made it so different and, and right away we'll get into it but i knew after two or three nights there that i was gonna stay and it was just the people you know in the community and it just made it such a unique experience for me um it was the college experience i'd always been seeking with a lot of like-minded uh kids that came from the same background that i did and Um, it was really love at first sight. And it's kind of funny because it was under my nose the whole time. And I just, I just never knew. And that's something we hear a lot.
1: We obviously, we all know about our community. We all know about our Franciscan values, uh, the type of students that are here. Um, So you started at another school Was Sienna, like on your list when you were starting to apply? Or was it something that, you know, as you say, kind of crept up and
0: honestly it it really wasn't um you know my my mom i remember had tried to get me to apply but you know what that's like when you're 17 18 Anything your mom says you do the exact opposite yep and i actually had gotten um an academic scholarship to go to the college of the holy cross Mm -hmm. that my mom was pushing me to do and just call it um ignorance but i i didn't take her up on that either and i i went to another uh institution got an academic scholarship to go there much larger school, like I said, I went to Albany Academy, small private school. Um, mm-hmm. Was much more used to that, and um, to me, even Sienna was big, so it ended up uh, kind of filling that um, college experience for me.
1: We touched on it, or you touched on it just a, just about a minute ago, but let's expand on it a little bit. Everyone always has that one or two takeaways that you know, if someone turns back to them and says, you know, why Sienna? What changed your life there? I mean, you were only there for four years, but you know. Your life is transformed in a way. I mean, a lot of alumni say that. So, what would you say for you? Is that big takeaway that you know you're walking you're walking the stage in 2002, and that piece of you is still here almost 20 years later?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a piece of my heart will always be at Siena. and it's funny. I'm sitting at my desk here. My son's I have a four year old son, Caden, and he's looking at me. And I met my wife at Siena, you know, and we have a we have a son together and. I'm sure you hear it all the time on this radio show and podcast, but I can't tell you how many Siena weddings I've, I've been to mm-hmm. um, quite a few. So in fact, I think most of the weddings I've been to have been Siena weddings. So um, just, just again, the community um, it's just, I can't say it enough. I'm sure that's a selling point for many colleges and institutions, but um, there's something different about Siena. I gave an address in in the Mac a few years ago to a bunch of pr- prospective students and uh, that was really the keynote of my address was that the community at Siena, the Franciscan Values, it really is a unique, different place. There's something in the air there. It's just different. And um, I will always have the fondest of memories and the most nostalgic feeling every time I'm on that campus, for sure. And we constantly hear about, you know, the Siena weddings, the, uh,
1: the groups of yeah. friends that stay together. I mean, I have a for group sure. of six, seven, eight guys. We all knew Mm -hmm. each other from like very first day in Plasmon Hall. So it's, you know, you have those, you have those relationships and they, and they move on. I mean, for you, 20 years later, for me, it's almost 10 years, you know, after graduation. And it's always cool to hear, you know, those stories and other people having similar experiences. Um, That's always cool to hear. So for, for those of us who, or for those who are listening, we have something on campus that I think is really cool. It's called the Madalone Wall of Success. So on campus in Siena Hall, we have, it. it is a wall um, and it's uh, a lot of locally owned businesses, um, but they have ties to the Siena community, typically uh, Siena alums. You were recently uh, honored for your company, Metabolic. Um, first of all, congratulations to you. That That's a pretty cool honor to have. Um, Especially, you know, with your your ties here and you know, you. being a son of Sienna, so walk us through that because I know the company is fairly new in terms of you know time since Sienna. So you 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 leave Sienna. What happens in your years after Sienna, and then leading up to deciding to start this company?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's it's somewhat of a long winded story that I will try and make as as brief and efficient as possible, but. <laughs> Um, I remember when I left Siena, I didn't want to leave Siena. I didn't, it had a very different feel than high school for me. I couldn't, you know, I kind of was ready to move on like most kids with mm-hmm. the next phase of my life. I mean, college is, is you're living the dream. It's the best. <laughs> it's all downhill after that, um, in, in many ways. But I remember not wanting college to end and not knowing what I wanted to do. I was an English major. Um, I can still, to this day, I'm a, I'm a good writer. It's always come naturally and easily to me. Um, but at that time, you know, you got to remember, this is, the, you know, early 2000s. It was the path of a career for that major was really um, lawyer, English teacher, writer, you know, that that was pretty much the path. And I, I didn't really none of that stuff excited me too much. I love sports. I love to I learned how to work out at Siena. Um, so I, I attributed some of my experiences there. To the Siena weight room, um, which I'm sure has evolved since then. But oh, it has, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So the, back when I was there, it's pretty basic, but I loved it. Um, so yeah, I, I went on and got my graduate uh, master's degree in exercise science. I actually came back to Siena and was a strength conditioning coach at Siena um, under Coach Rob Lanier and Coach McCaffrey um, back in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worked a lot with the basketball team, the lacrosse team. I had a heavy hand with. I shared an office with Brian Brecht, who's now the lacrosse coach at Siena. Yep, yep. I shared an office with Kevin Conry, who's now the lacrosse coach at Michigan, and Peter Milliman, who's at Johns Hopkins. So I had some – it's just crazy to think how time has passed since then. Yeah. But I um, ended up moving down to the D.C. area to try and get involved with the private sector of the fitness industry. Had a great experience there. Decided to come home and open my own business. My grandfather – World War II veteran, um, you know, was not a wealthy man by any means, but um, gave me a small loan where I could start my own gym. And um, it was barely enough money to get it going because there were some really tight months at the beginning there. I didn't pay myself quite a few times as we got it going, but um, this is in about 2008. And just as years went by, I trained athletes a lot. That was, like I said, that was my background, but it kind of segued into training more adults like they were athletes. And that's when I really, um, the genesis for metabolic kind of began. I had a group of moms. I was training for the LaSalle football team um, and I created a class for them called the metabolic meltdown and didn't take it very seriously at all um, for a few years. Cause all I wanted to do at that time was bench squat, deadlift. I didn't, you know, I, I kind of viewed it as a boot camp. I didn't take it very seriously, but over time I just started, you know, taking it more seriously, doing more legitimate strength training, had some men join the program. And, you know, just one thing led to another and, and here we are. So, you know, that's, that's, I, I didn't go to, I, I, looking back, there are many excellent majors at Siena. I probably should have taken advantage of while I was there from marketing and management to accounting, finance, all of that. Uh, that's a lot more the world I live in today, but Hey, you know, sometimes that's the way it goes. That,
1: that I, I have a similar story. I mean, I started here. I had a bit of uncertainty as well. I started here as a bio major, did not pan out in any way shape That's or daunting. form yeah. oh yeah transition to a psychology major because i have a psychology degree but you know it's it's you know certain things that i did on the side which was with our, our then tv club um and then you know relearned some skills that i had in high school and is you know sure it wasn't the basis of my education at siena but then you know i took those experiences i built them into new experiences here at siena and then I, I went into TV and then I, I got a graduate degree in, in broadcast journalism. So it didn't have to be, you know, that core CNA experience. And it kind of the same way for you. Um, 100%. You, men- you mentioned some you mentioned some names uh, before. Yeah. When talk about when you came yeah. back uh, and yeah. you worked here a little bit. Um, you also have a unique uh, story in that is that, you know, CNA obviously helped you in your in your education, but you came back and you still got guidance. What is that like to be able to say that you know you obviously got you know what we call the education for a lifetime, but you know you got to work with some great minds and great people who you know kind of help direct you on the path that you're on now.
0: Yeah, you know I think it just taught me the value of just giving back. Now, as a as a somewhat older guy myself now, um, you know even business wise, I'm still I like to think relatively young. Um, you know I'm a, I'm a lot older than your typical college student, so. Um, just, just giving back and spreading knowledge and sharing knowledge. Anytime any student wants to talk to me about uh, my business experience, I always try to make time for them. I have had a couple Sienna students do that over the years, and um, just you you're it's you don't know everything, and you're never going to know any everything, right? And so I think just the quest for uh, mastery in professional and personal life just comes from just being open minded and just listening to what people have to say and being generous with your own words of wisdom as well, but Again, um, you know, you and I will probably continue to talk about this just because it is such a central part of the Siena experience. But that community um, and, and the Franciscan values of just giving back and and just being a team player, um, that is really, really strongly established at Siena culturally. And when I started my business, I did take a lot of those culture experience I experienced at Ciena. and. Empathy, giving back, um, building community, and applied them to my business today. So, yeah, there's a ton, a ton to take from it that I didn't realize at the time that really play themselves out today.
1: And we're going to dip into that uh, right after this break. We're going to take a quick break. And yeah, just the values and how they tie into your business now. We definitely want to uh, do a deeper dive into metabolic. Sure. Um, stick with us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back here on the Saints and Alumni Show on 88.3 The Saints.
0: Your Siena College Connection,
1: 88.3, The Saint. Welcome back to the Saints and Alumni Show here in 88.3, The Saint. I'm your host, Joe Formosa from the class of 2012. We are talking today with Matt Phelps from the class of 2002. Matt, we've been talking about, you know, your the values you, you grew into at Siena, how you took them into your company, um, even some time you spent back on campus and how that's helped you grow. Um, and we mentioned your company, Metabolic. It started small. We talked a little bit before we started the show about how you got your roots in the in the Albany area, but have since expanded. And that's something I noticed a few days ago when I was looking at, uh, to learn more about your company. Um, I'm like, oh, look, look Camillus. So I know where that is. Oh, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Like, okay, wow, Syracuse. That's pretty cool. So what has that been like for you to start? You know, you have this idea, you have this dream you know, so many years ago and to be able to expand
0: in, in these other markets. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because I always tell people that that was never my dream or my goal. It just kind of happened. Um, and I attribute that to just the passion that I have for this business and for helping people. Again, a lot of those values learned at Sienna and, and and my time spent there, but I I think really it's just what I always tell people is if you're passionate about what you do and you strive to just do, give 110% and be the best at it that you can be a good person, be empathetic, work hard, good things happen. And and that's kind of what happened to me. Um, only in years of, of late in the last couple of years, have I really started to focus on business goals in terms of numbers of studios, expansion, things like that. Um, before that, it just, a lot of those things were just born out of, Um, you know, a a service that was so popular that I had to open up more gyms to uh, provide that service to to that base of people.
1: You probably alluded to this already, but do you find people are more drawn to you because you're a local company? Because, you know, let's say you have fellow Siena alums who, who want to come to you, who want to train. Do you find that, do you see that as an advantage, let's say?
0: Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think the the cool thing about the Siena community is it's like when you find out that people are Siena graduates, you always try and help them out and and I've definitely seen that play out here um in the business in the Albany area. It's not a secret that I'm a Siena alum. i'm pretty pretty vocal about that and proud of that. And we have a vast network of of Siena people in all of our um five soon to be six area Albany studios and even several out in Syracuse, too. So, uh, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the best things about CNN. You know, when I first stepped on campus, just the lack of um, the inclusion, the lack of judgment, um, and just really just the the willing to help each other out with, with no strings attached. Um, I definitely have carried that every step of the way. But I, absolutely, I'd be I'd be lying if I said uh, we didn't have a ton of support from the CI community, for sure. I mean,
1: it's you're you're on the wall of success. Uh, I think people are starting to learn more about you, and obviously, you know, when people hear their show, they'll learn more about what you do. Um, you spoke a little bit before about um, the type of people who come to you for training and for your yeah. programs. Um, Who can take part in metabolic training, and and why are these programs, whether it be you know on a broad spectrum for everyone or for specific people, why why is this program that you've created or through your company why is it so important for those who come to you?
0: Yeah, so we'll take a quick step back and define metabolic training real quick for the audience who may not know what it is. Uh, Metabolic training is strength training, right? It's strength training at a pace. So we take you through a strength training session with limited rest periods, and I know that can sound intimidating for some people. But it really is for all fitness levels. From we've had professional athletes do our program uh, a couple of summers ago. I put the Detroit Pistons through a, a little mini camp type thing using metabolic tra- uh, training in Las Vegas. Um, that was a, a great experience for me. But we've we've done that, um, and we have. You know, I worked out with my mom. I'll, I'll leave her age off of this uh, radio show for for my own uh, personal well being. But um, my mom's a grandmother to five. You know, so we have we have all different ability levels that do our program. The reason I came up with the program, and I didn't invent metabolic training, but I like to think I was a pioneer in this field and really took it to another level as a structured strength training program. And I attribute a lot of my time as the c College strength coach uh, to the development of the program, where we are really trying to progressively get stronger on certain movements. Um, We intermix mobility, cardio movements, a lot of body weight stuff we do. Um, but really the biggest thing, Joe, is it's an efficient program, right? Like everybody's busy. Everybody has priorities outside of just going to the gym. So we're able to get your strength, your mobility, your cardio in a 45 minute session with like minded people who end up being friends and family over the years as they grow and build that community together. So the long and short of it is it is a program that's for anybody. And I think if anyone's learned anything from this pandemic and the time we've been in, um, your health is your wealth. You're only you're only as wealthy as you are healthy, you know, and, and we've really strived to kind of pound that message forward and removed and knock down the barriers of what people perceive to be that they can't do our program because anybody can do it.
1: Um, I want to take a quick step back. We, you just sure. mentioned the pandemic and how, I mean, gyms and fitness centers, you know, essentially a a bomb has dropped on them, you know, in March of 2020, where you have to shut down and either figure out a way to, you know, continue training or just tough it out. How did you adapt to that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely like everybody else at that time. It was it kind of came out of nowhere and just happened very, very quickly. We did a virtual program for the first seven months of COVID and um, you, you know, I'm sure, you know, gyms were one of the last businesses in the state of New York to, to kind of come back. Um, so it took us a very long time. I think we, I think it was August 31st. Always. I remember COVID, I think it was around 15th of March or so. And then it was around um, August 31st that we came back. So about seven months or so we were out, but um, we had a, we have such a strong community of people that wanted to support us that I'm forever grateful to. We in turn supported them with a, a virtual program that we did on online. And we were able to get through that time. And when we came back, uh, even though we spent months and months working out in boxes and masks, um, we had people just continuing to come to us who realized, who kind of had that moment, that awakening that they needed to become healthier. They needed to to become more resilient to disease and illness and and they came to us. And I'm very lucky about that and survived that. And thankfully now I think we're kind of moving on and moving forward from all this.
1: Uh, let's circle back real quick to, sure. I guess, my question a, a few minutes ago, um, where we talk about the type of people that come to you for training um, yeah. and who go through your program. Uh, I mean, you mentioned a vast, you know, array of age groups when you were discussing that, but who's coming you to you the most? Like what yeah. age group, what type of demographic?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, we really are all over the place, but the population, I would say, uh, 30s and 40 somethings, um, okay. parents of kids in elementary school through high school is our most common demographic. But I, I'm only reluctant to say that just because we have we have a lot of students. We have a lot of 20 somethings. We have a significant number of people in their 50s. There is a, a bell curve to it of sorts, but um, it's a pretty shallow bell. And we, we really do have all age groups. But our average age is around 36, 37, if you're going to look at it that way. Uh, but we have a lot of different lot of different types that come, but yeah, I would say if I was to describe, it's a couple, couple kids in their late thirties that that come to us most often. But again, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've had people in their fifties who have never touched the weight, who are getting stronger, which is pretty cool to see. Uh,
1: before we dive into our next part real quick, if people want to learn more about your company, want to learn about, you know, how they could take part in your training program, where can they go?
0: Yeah. Our new website, we are metabolic.com is a great source. Um, I should have trademarked something with Meta. I didn't know that Facebook was going to end up taking on that name. So I wish, <laughs> I, wish I had done that. But uh, you can go there on um, the Metabolic Instagram page by the same name. It's is absolutely fine. Either one of those are great resources to see more about our programming. I know all of our studios have, if you just type in Metabolic Green Island, Metabolic yep. lifting Park for all the studios we have, all the, all they all have very in-depth Instagram channels as well that you can check out. Uh,
1: for those of us who are local, who are listening to this on uh, WBCR, where's your uh, Latham studio
0: located? So we have a studio, well, I call it the Latham studio. It's actually in Green Island because okay, okay. I grew up in the Albany area and I wasn't <laughs> entirely sure where Green Island was. <laughs> so um, that's right across, uh, right by the new Starbuck Island, um, that okay. they built there in Green Island, run right by the Green Island Bridge. It's right over there. Um, that, that's our original location, our corporate hub, um, so to speak. Awesome. Um, so as I was learning more about metabolic,
1: as I was, you know, kind of taking a deep dive into what you do, um, I-, I learned about, which is pretty ironic. You have a podcast and a show yourself. Um, how does, how did that come about? Are you, do you find yourself, you know, using that avenue to at least get your message out or are you using it to bring other guests on and at least spread their message as well?
0: Yeah, so our our format of our show, at least at this point in time, one thing COVID taught me, Joe, is everything is always subject to change, oh, yeah. right? Like yep. there's nothing, <laughs> nothing is forever. But at this point in time, we use a, a host, co-host style of show. Okay, uh, It's either myself and Lindsay Abel, who is uh, our director of franchise sales and training, or uh, Tim O'Connor, who's our director of training. It's one of those two. Lindsay's coming off from maternity leave. She just had her second baby, so... Uh, She's actually returning to us next week. Um, Those who know metabolic know what a staple Lindsay is. She's just a very special dynamic person. Um, And Tim does a great job designing our workouts. And he's one of our coaches in Green Island as well. But really educational, Joe, I wanted to educate people about the philosophy, the workouts. Uh, I'm a strong believer in the mental and physical component of fitness. So we do dive into some mental health uh, components of training and try to get people to realize it's not always about how much weight you lift, but how you feel um, and the mental benefits of training as well. But we talk about all sorts of things from nutrition, working out, like I said, mindset. Uh, you know, we have some some lighter moments on the show too, where we kind of showcase a little of our personal lives and our personalities as well, but um, really mm-hmm. kind of getting the clients to just t- take that community feel on air, so to speak.
1: And if someone is listening to our show right now as a podcast, where can they go to listen to your show? Yeah, we're
0: on, we're on iTunes and Spotify as the Metabolic Academy. It's the Metabolic Academy podcast.
1: Awesome. Metabolic Academy. So if you're looking for Saints and alumni, you're trying to subscribe to us, look for the Metabolic Academy. Uh, Son of Sienna uh, helps you know spread the word about fitness and fitness education and you know what it means to stay active and healthy. Matt. It's been great. We, we've already run out of time in our second segment. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to us. Um, Matt's website, again, is wearemetabolic.com. Check him out. He's local. He's the son of Siena. He's doing great things in our community. And yeah, if you're on campus, check him out on the Matalone Wall of Success. Uh,
0: Matt, thank you again for coming on. Joe, thanks so much for having me. Much appreciate it.
1: That's it for this Friday's episode of the Saints and Alumni Show here on 88.3 The Saint. Once again, I am Joe Framusa from the class of 2012. If you're listening to us on the radio, don't forget, check out our podcast, The Saints and Alumni Show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Uh, We'll be right back here on 88.3 The Saint.